What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well. I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. We didn't manage to get an episode in last week because I was in Croatia. Went off to uh, Croatia with the Mumsy. We did Dubrovnik Split and Havar, or Dubrovnik Havar and Split. Uh, We rented a car and drove between them, which was absolutely lovely. Um... It was a good time, honestly. Like, it's always a good time just to spend some time with the mum. Especially when I'm, like, kind of all in on bodybuilding. Getting time away that I can just chill and not worry about bodybuilding is quite rare. So, that's kind of what I did for five days. Didn't train. I timed it so that I needed a deload anyway. And that's a good piece of advice to anyone who uh, who's, like, quote-unquote all in on bodybuilding. Just time your holidays for your deloads. <laughs> like... Uh, obviously not everyone can do that because if maybe they work within a school, maybe they work within constraints, it's quite hard to get that time off when you want it. Uh, Mum's retired, so for me, like, I know that every seven weeks I'm going to have a deload. It doesn't mean every seven weeks I'm going to have a holiday, but this was the first one. And because we hadn't been away for so long, uh, it made a lot of sense for us to, uh, to go away. And, 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 you know, we went to Croatia and it was good. It was very, very nice, pleasant. Food was bang average, unfortunately. Uh, that's one of the issues of going to those kind of Eastern European slash Mediterranean things. Is It's like meat, cheese, and olives, which is lovely. But when you're a bodybuilder, you need some fucking carbohydrates. <laughs> like, it's hard to get rice, pasta, or... I don't want pasta. It's hard to get rice or, like, potatoes quite often, or bagels or anything like that. It's actually quite difficult to get. So I ended up losing 12 pounds... Five kilos in five days, which is absolutely crazy. I knew I was going to lose at least one slash slash one point five, maybe two kilos max from growth hormones solely. Like that's, but two kilos is generous. More like two pounds, two pounds of fluid from growth hormone, and then maybe I was going to get right cool a kilo for the food in my stomach, and then maybe like half a kilo for some fat loss. So maybe two kilos, three kilos max, but five and a half kilos later. Um, here I am, <laughs> and I've spent the last like couple of days just eating. Uh, my appetite has been really good. Um, I've also undertaken a new diet with those of you guys who've been following the Instagram. I've got an oat milk latte today, absolute sassy. So, I started a new diet. Um, the new diet is the vertical diet. What is the vertical diet? I mean, it's pretty, uh, it's really, really straightforward. Um, it's pretty common. It's pretty commonsensical, if if you ask me. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess it was coined uh, by our man Stan Efferding, who is the strongest IFBB pro bodybuilder. So he's an IFBB pro bodybuilder, but also like a, an elite level powerlifter. So he's been through that process of like f- how to eat a lot of fucking food uh, many, many times over, and he has a lot of athletes. Uh, people like Brian Shaw. You know, like people who have to eat six, seven, eight, nine thousand calories a day are big clients of his, um, and also big proponents of the diet. And for me, like my my issue, and I've always said this, is my eating capability. I can eat four thousand calories pretty comfortably, but when I get to five, I'm I'm I slow. I really, really do slow. And like I have clients who can just put food away, like no man's business, because they got the ability to eat. For whatever reason, they got the fat kid genetic. <laughs> I'm not, and I don't. I've always struggled to eat like five thousand calories. So, um, when I get to like five, five two, five three, it starts to really get become a chore. And right before I went away to um, Croatia, I really, really felt it, and I was like, I'm just going to go to Croatia and I'm going to eat how I want. And honestly, I must have had like 
a decent breakfast, half my lunch, and then like three quarters of my dinner. I just wasn't hungry and I just wanted to just eat like a human for like five days and just eat how I wanted to. And when I was full, I'm going to stop. And that's what I did, um, which lost me five kilos. Um, but I knew that if I wanted to go back into eating 5,000 calories, like I had to have the real, real conversation with myself as to what type of food I'm choosing and, and basically how am I going to improve that digestion, but also just improve my appetite. And that was the, that's the most important thing was my appetite. So I've come back with a vengeance and I've been doing the vertical diet from Stan Efferding. So essentially, uh, it's red meat. You can use any type of red meat that you want, steak, uh, beef, buffalo, liver, like all those types of red meat. Uh, at the moment, I've just been having like rump steak, fillet steak, beef mince, and just some burgers. Uh, I can f already feel like it's going to get very samey very quickly, but honestly, the steaks go down pretty well. Um, that's pretty much it for protein. You can have eggs as well because some good choline in those in those um, in those yolks. Um, and actually, like the ad, the the diet is very very simple, but the way it's put together is so that you're not micronutrient deficient. Um, eggs you can do you can do whey protein if you if you need to, but he always advocates real protein over it because it has more micronutrition from from steak. And the reason why he says steak is because there's a lot more micronutrition. You know, you've got the, your your ions, your calciums, your B12s, your B6s, um, and just things that are they, they pack they pack a neutral they pack a nutritional punch, whereas like chicken and turkey don't really. Um, uh, so that's protein, fat sources, um, like olive oil, because it's real quick burning, higher fat meats, um, and then I think you can do like low levels of avocado, and then there's some like walnuts and some stuff, but at the moment I've just been having avocado when I fancy it. Um, and there's also some dairy in there, so you get enough calcium, so if you're not lactose intolerant, so you suggest like full fat milk, you suggest like full fat cheeses. Um, so I've had a little bit of cheese and a little bit of milk. Uh, and also Greek yogurt, and I've been having Greek yogurt as well, but just not trying to pack my whole diet of that, more just like supplement it. Um, and then in terms of carbohydrates, it's pretty much rice. Like it's pretty much just rice. So I've been having like half a kilo of dry rice a day. Uh, and I do notice like after those rice and steak meals, like I'm fucking hungry after an hour. Like they just burn through. Look, dude, guys, 200 grams of dry rice. Like you, I weigh it dry and then I make it so it's like half a kilo of fucking wet rice every day uh, for every meal. Um, it's like 160 grams of carbohydrates. So like it's a lot of fucking rice, but it just digests so quickly because it's so easy on the stomach and so much of it gets absorbed, um, which kind of works quite well. So the, uh, you can also have sourdough. You can also have potatoes um, for the potassium in it. So what I've been doing is having my usual sourdough bagels in the morning um and then i usually just have a whey protein shake because it's just easy for me anyway then i have my normal intra then i've been having like uh, 200 grams of rice 200 grams of steak uh and then carrots so carrots for the carotene carrots also have some really really good other benefits and i can't list them off the top of my head um like obviously you've got the fiber in there you're not cooking them i literally just grate you know two or three baby carrots out um, and i eat them i mix them in with my rice and i eat them um, you got that fiber, you got the carotene, you got the other micronutrients from that. So, two hundred grams of rice, two hundred grams of uh, steak, like three baby carrots, and then I'll literally repeat that same meal for the second meal, or the third meal, I should say. Um, and then in the evening, um, I'll have like potatoes, like half a kilo of potatoes, because you get a good amount of potassium in them. Um, maybe some spinach, and then I actually had turkey mince yesterday because I know that he advocates that you want the red mince or the red beef. 
but like it does feel it does like after three days on it it does feel a little bit heavy so i'm gonna just swap that last meal to either chicken or turkey mince still absolutely just digests so quickly for me it's also a little bit higher in protein so you can have less of it so you can have like 150 grams of turkey mince and because it's so high protein it's a little bit more protein it hits my my minimum which is good um and that is literally oh yeah and also cranberry juice um lots and lots of cranberry juice lots of normal fruit juice as well so i've been having apple juice for like the higher carbs post-workout maybe like 40 carb from apple juice post-workout because you can replace that liver glycogen from fructose um but then also in the morning i'd be having like cranberry juice because of the iodine in the cranberry juice so the iodine is very very good for thyroid um and something else. I mean, cranberry's good. Cranberry's good for urinary tract infections, bladder and bladder protection. Um, and then uh, with one of those meals, the rice meals, I mix in bone broth, um, like two hundred mils of bone broth, which is essentially like six grams of collagen. Uh, it's got protein in it. It's got like loads of different. Like it's got glycine in it, which is great for your for your bones, for your your ligaments, your tendons. So every single thing is very, very simple, very, very digestible, and it has a purpose. Like, it is bringing something to the table. It's not just like, I'm going to put this in for the sake of it. So it's been working really well, honestly. Like, the the meals are like 1,200 calories each, and they just feel pretty fucking easy to get in. Um, I will do a full YouTube video. Like, I'll do a full day of eating on it. I'll also do just how I feel on it. Uh, but I'm probably doing like 80 to 90% vertical diet and then like maybe 10 to 15 percent non-vertical like so for example like off i can stick some mayo on my burger like i, I don't really care about that um i'll stick um like i'll have some rice crispy square bars when i get a sweet tooth because it's still rice based okay yeah you've got the chocolate or whatever on it but like i still feel good like i'm gonna only gonna bring in very simple things that i know that i digest well i'm not gonna bring in like i was just i was having like I was just having like deliveroos every now and again. Like I can't, like I can't I'm not going to bring in Nando's in, for example, because of the spices, because of the garlic bread, because of the chips. Like I'm going to keep it very, very clean. And then maybe one day a week I'll have a meal off plan if I fancy it. So it's been going all right. Like body weight, I've noticed it's, it's pretty hard to get up there. I feel like I'm digesting this food really fucking fast. So like my body doesn't feel like it's holding on to it as much, if that makes sense. Maybe that's a bit bro-y. Um, but I've gone like up in body weight every single day since I got home. Um, and today's my first rest day, so I'm, I'm hoping I can jump a, a bit a bit of weight getting back to where I was before. Uh, obviously, growth hormone is back in. Um, I'm also starting uh, insulin. So I'm using Lantus um, insulin, um, which is essentially like a slow-acting insulin. So you put like 10 IUs in in the day, over the day, and it will just kind of drip feed that out to you over the day. Kind of just helping with that um, gastric flushing of carbohydrates. So it's going to help a little bit of hunger. It's going to help push those carbohydrates where they want to go. It's also going to help me hit new carbohydrate heights. Um, and it's also another metabolic pathway that we're working down. I've never used insulin before. Uh, I'm not really nervous about using it because I know that, like, obviously it's the one thing that if you take too much, you can kill yourself. But I'm not going to fucking put too much in because I'm like, why would I do that? Um, I put 10 I used in this morning. I feel absolutely fine. Um, and yeah, like, I'll obviously, I'll probably do a YouTube video on that as well. I'm taking insulin for the first time. Like, imagine the views already. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just another better metabolic pathway to move on. Uh, in terms of cycle, I don't think anything's changed. I'm still on 300 tests. I'm still on 100 trend. I'm still on, uh, 550 primo. So I'm still, like, I'm still under 10, 10 milligrams per kilogram, which is 
uh, of, of total antigens, which for me is pretty darn low. Uh, like on IFPB Pro, IFPB Pros, you could potentially work 15, 17, 18 milligrams per per kilogram if you're like maybe competing, for example. So I would expect to drive this up towards 12 to 14 by the end of the end of the cycle. Um, but yeah, feeling good. Very, very sore from training, taking this five days off. Uh, I'm very, very sore, and I brought down all my training basically down to baseline again. Uh, as you guys know, I was doing like progressive, progressive, uh, like volume. So starting off on like two sets, going to three over a seven week period. So I completed that seven week period, deloaded, and now I'm back down to the start, but we're back down to the start with higher start weights than before, essentially. So you should progress a little bit more, if that makes sense. So yeah, like I, I'm excited to kind of push on now. Um, if one thing that going away for a few days always reminds me is that I love progress and I love being able to progress. So that's the one thing that I'm going to be focused on coming into this 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 last eight to twelve weeks of of this cycle is just to really put my foot down and really push forward for some more muscle and see if we can hang with those big boys. Because after watching the Olympia, uh, I can see myself there. I genuinely can. I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean that in in out of confidence, out of uh, setting the bar high. And I can see it. I can see myself beating some of those guys in that top five. Uh, and when I say that, I mean, let's say that we all come in 100% and I have the same muscle mass, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to beat those guys. So now it's that, now it's up to me to be able to go put on that muscle to bring myself in shape and to beat myself properly in order to compete with those guys. So there's a lot of variables in it, but if it was all 100%, I feel like I can beat them. So it's going to be a case of uh, rinse and repeat and keep working from that. Um, I'm going to do some questions We've got a load of questions off the Instagram um, I wanted to give a small update there And then just do a little bit of a Q&A podcast Because they're fun um, Does using GH during cutting Affect your scale weight um, So using GH in general will affect your scale weight But using GH in a deficit Growth hormone that is uh, It will actually facilitate a little bit more Lipolysis, it's going to Free up some more of those fatty acids to use As energy, which you can then technically burn more body fat so uh but if you take out growth hormone for example i take out my growth hormone maybe maybe three or four weeks out just to kind of pull that extra cellular fluid um and just to kind of hold that for that fullness pretty pretty or sorry to hold that shape without having to manipulate growth hormone um you will you will notice that little bit of a drop in scale weight maybe a couple pounds of water um but it's nothing to not be expected Oh, a cold oat milk latte is not the one. Um, what made you want to start lifting? Uh, you know what? For me, uh, I got into lifting uh, for performance for for rugby. Uh, I was in the Gloucester Academy, so part of that academy, you would have like lifting sessions as part of like their regime. Like you don't just do you do skill based workouts, you do cardio based workouts, you do strength based workouts. And uh, I honestly hated lifting weights because I was the weakest there. So that's how I actually started, was lifting weights and realizing I was the weakest there. Then they kicked me out uh, because I wasn't progressing physically. <laughs> Peak. Um, and then I kind of just, just like, got in. I basically got injured before I went to uni. I was going to uni to play rugby. And the only thing I knew was that I need to keep my physical condition, so let's go train. So I started training and, you know, I started looking at videos to how to improve my training and then I started looking at this and how to improve this and slowly but surely fell in love with that process. 
So I didn't do it for any other reason. I didn't do it like because I wanted to be bigger. I kind of got went to the gym to keep my physicality so I could play rugby when I got back. Fell in love with that process of beating yourself every week and then never went back to rugby. And I just bodybuilded for the rest of my life. All up until now. Um, so that's kind of what got me into it. Um, I remember like I was smoking a load of weed. I wasn't really training much. I was eating meal deals fucking twice a day with a Coke. And uh, like one of my friends just kind of said, bit of bit of no filter just kind of said wow man you look ill you're all right i'm like yeah i'm good man what's up he goes oh you just look like skinny and pasty and i was like right i don't like that like i care about how i look i care about how i feel uh, and i started going to the gym from that day i started eating properly and i didn't do anything different i still had my meal deals i just like had an extra meal for for lunch got up earlier to make the breakfast because i was never making the breakfast and i just trained and that was literally it like i uh got healthy like i say i got healthy i looked so much healthier within like six to eight weeks just because i was eating much more food uh top uk gyms i think ultra flex has got to be there i've never been um i've never been to ultra flex but i know it's a good one um i love crayford weights it's probably my favorite gym that i've been to um orpington is is all right i just don't like the people there sorry if you go there there's very I'm sure you guys feel the atmosphere as well. But that owner, fucking hell, he is a miserable bastard, isn't he? <laughs> no one passed that on to him because they probably murdered me. Um what other UK gyms are there? Uh Ultimate Fitness in Birmingham is a really, really good gym as well. Definitely recommend that. Should you bulk up or go lean if you already have a lot of body fat? Um it's gonna depend on where you're at metabolically. Uh if you are eating a lot of food, then Diet, if you're not eating very much food and you're still fat, then you're going to have to build up that metabolism first. Uh, is it okay to, lever uh, to leverage L-citrine? Or does that mean use? I think that probably means use. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Uh, where to? Where you got the knowledge to become an online coach without the qualifications? Well, there's no qualifications needed uh, in online coaching. So you can just say that you are one. <laughs> but you should do your due diligence. I recommend like the muscle mentors practical camps and their theory camps um who else is there like joe jeffrey physique physique collective have some great stuff on there uh but a lot of it is experience doing it yourself like i competed myself for like five years before i coached other people so that's probably why uh does cal choose your exact exercise selection and food choices or do you decide uh, so i do all my food he used to do me a diet uh, but like I know as an online coach that doing people diets is the worst fucking thing because you make a diet that you'd eat and they don't want to eat that and then you go okay well what do you want to change and they say everything and you just constantly have this battle of like right well what do you want to change it for <laughs> it's like oh Cal I can't eat rice anymore okay well what do you want to change it for like it's fucking pointless make your own decision take ownership of your own diet and do that um, so all the all the food choices of mine he just sets my macros um, exercise selection, I follow what Cal gives me to the T. Um, if there's something I can't do in my gym, like I'll stop it like for like and just be like, yo, I'm going to stop this like for like, or yo, Cal, I'm stalling on this. I'm going to take the initiative and do this. Is this cool? He's like, yeah, cool. So yeah, it's pretty good. We, like, we've been, we've been, we've been in the gym for three years now. So we know, like he has trust in me to make the right decisions and I have trust in him to, to justify or make those decisions as well. Thoughts on whether Men's Physique and Classic will eventually ever take open in terms of popularity? I definitely think Classic will. I definitely think Classic will. And actually, this year I've felt more negativity towards Men's Physique than ever. Uh, than ever. 
you noticed that the Olympia press conference, conference they brought out every single Mr. Olympia. Every single Mr. Olympia except for men's physique. They brought out, Miss, and Miss Olympia I should say, they brought out the bikini, the wellness, the physique for women. They brought out classic and open and two on two and they didn't bring out men's physique. You know, like, and I kind of get it. Like, people say, why, why are you hiding your legs? It's not real bodybuilding. Well, they made the category. I just feel like there's not lots of respect for it. Um, so I don't think that men's physique is ever going to be uh, higher than than classic or two-on-two two or men's open. I think it's always going to be bottom of the ladder. Um, and then classic has the potential to, to beat it for sure, but I think that the mass monsters will probably, for the next 10 years at least, Five to ten years, they'll at least be the main driver of income because there's always that aspect of like, okay, well, who can get the biggest? Who can get the fucking biggest and driest? Uh, but I think it's safe to say that classic is is drawing many, many eyes, many, many, many eyes, and 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 has the 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 capability to to get up there. Have I ever used drugs related to sex? Um, for example, Viagra. <laughs> Not for sex. Uh, I've used Cialis for a pump, and that's about it. Uh, I'm t I'm 28. I use steroids. Man, don't need that. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. How have I found the recent programming in terms of upping volume by sets and rest pauses? Um, so I definitely liked it. I definitely didn't like how long the sessions took me at the end. Like, I just did my first two sessions yesterday and the day before. And it was so nice to be in and out in an hour and 20 minutes. Like, because obviously life's busy and whatnot. Like, I'm I'm not going to ever complain too much about a long session because it's my job. But I can tell you it's nice to finishing a little bit earlier. But, you know, an hour and a half, solid. But, like, towards the end of those sessions when you're doing three or four sets, like, you're there for, like, two and a half hours. And it's, like, it's hard. It's really, really fucking hard. Um, but I definitely noticed the progress. Like, I was still getting stronger while putting volume up. So, it did work out pretty well for me anyway. Um, so I've only done it once. Um, I've only done, like, the six or the seven weeks of it. So, I definitely said to myself, right, let's repeat this for a few more training cycles. And then you'll have a much uh, more inclined decision as to, wait, or, or more inclined to make a proper decision on it. How did you go about finding a place to order your clothing from one of my So I was really, really lucky with that. I don't think it's hard to find that, by the way. So if you're someone who's looking, it's really, really easy. Honestly, just fucking Google it. Like, clothing manufacturer UK, or you can go on Alibaba and type in clothing manufacturer of China, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, wherever you want to find it, you can find it. Just put some effort in. Um, but I got very, very lucky because the person I worked with at the gym that I worked with uh, worked for like three or four years ago he had a business where he was like making clothes for like the local bmw dealership or like the local football teams so he had like the connection uh so he i, I don't i can't remember how it actually we liaised it but it basically ended up with me saying can you make some hoodies yeah they were good and he's progressed since and i've progressed since and it's kind of just worked really really well so uh, i'm pretty grateful for that because it kind of fell in my lap how many times would you have to come second in the Olympia to be satisfied? Absolutely never. Would never be satisfied with second place. Uh, that's that's my reality, is that second place is a loss. Um, a lot of people won't think like that. 
you're second in the world. I get that, but that's not the goal. It's still gonna feel like it's gonna feel great when it happens because I wouldn't have won before and I would have come second, which would have been a very very good result for whatever Olympia I get in. Um, but I go for first. I train for first. That's my goal. I'm very very competitive. I know what I want. Um, and as happy as I will be getting second place, it's gonna sting a little bit, <laughs> and that's always gonna be the case. I've had a lot of seconds in my life. Second in Britain. 23 years old, natural, everyone else is on gear. Yeah, I didn't win there. You know, like that's that's my philosophy. That's the way I am as a person. So I don't know whether second place would ever do it. Uh, I need to win that shit. Uh, how has your training split changed from when you were natty to now? It actually hasn't really changed at all. I've changed my splits over the years, but not because I'm on steroids now. It's more just because... Um, I want to try something different or we've had different goals or like I've grown enough to be able to put something on the back run. Like I don't need to train my legs as much now, obviously. Um, like my volume hasn't really changed. Just my ability to recover has changed. So that same amount of sets, I would recover better and lift heavier the next time than if I was natural, basically. So not much needs to change at all. Um, and I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people think, um, think yeah, that, is, that you got to change things. Am I doing anything to treat hair loss? And I'm not. Uh, I had some lovely comments. You know what I fucking hate? Is when people comment on your photos or your fucking YouTube and they say, I shouldn't let this affect me. And they say, what, this guy did this every day. Wow, your hair has got so bad since taking steroids. And I'm like, what, what, who gets anything out of that? Let's say, let's say I'm someone who is massively, I'm insecure as it is, but I'm massively insecure to the point where I don't want to go out in public because of my hair. I wear hats all the time. You know, it's literally the end. And I know people like this. And if they lose their hair, it's they, they would rather lose their hair than their bodybuilding career. No, so they'd rather lose their bodybuilding career than their hair. And they, these guys are IFPB pros. And you're one of those guys who just thinks you're the person to tell them that. Some randomer, and you've just pushed them over the edge. And you're that, and you are the fucking reason this is a very, very low-level reason because I don't know whether losing your hair is something uh, is something worth being pushed over the edge or, or I'm sure there is someone out there who would be pushed over the edge by a comment like that. But comments like those, not that exact comment, this is going to sound really fucking harsh right now, but those comments are the reasons why people do very bad things to themselves. Whether that, whether that be suicide, whether that be... Uh, self-inflicted social anxiety, whether that be sitting at home all day, whether that be suffering with ridiculing anxiety, like those people are the reason that it happens. And I said that to this guy. He commented on my thing. He said, wow, your hair's got so bad since you started steroids. I'm like, that's great. I thank you for the comment. Who got any benefit out of that? Do you feel better now that you've told someone that they look shit because of steroids? Because if you do, you need to address the way you look at life. If you genuinely think that anyone got anything positive out of that, then you need to assess the way that you look at life very, very quickly because it's just disgusting. And I said to the guy, I said, look, I said, bro, you think I don't know that shit? You think I didn't know it was going to happen? If you watched any of my videos, I'm fucking, I know what I'm doing. I know the risk that I'm doing. I know I'm losing my hair. I know I'm killing myself slowly. I know I'm doing it to get big muscles. Like, I get it. I understand it. And his reply was, if you think that this... Uh, he goes, if, if this earth was... 
or sunshine and rainbows and that would be great, but it's not. So people need to tell you these things. And I thought, wow, imagine the mind state that that person has to be, that he thinks he's the person to be the, the bearer of that news. The bearer of the news that everyone fucking knows and could be potentially something that pushes someone over the edge. Thank God I'm not like that. Thank God I don't really worry too much about my hat. Like, it's, I fucking hate it, honestly. It drives me insane. Uh, but this kind of question, are you doing anything to treat, your, to treat hair loss, is not offensive because it's a genuine question. And people ask these questions all the time because hair loss is associated with steroids. So I'm actually not doing anything, but I know people who are doing some stuff and they're having some good results. So until I'm super, super worried, I'm, I'm probably going to leave it. Um... I, I honestly, fuck it. I wanted to say that shit. I don't care. Like, I don't, like, people say don't worry about comments like that. You know what? It's hard not to because it's like, you are just, you have, it's easy to, it's also easy to say, like, imagine how they feel if they feel like they're going to make that comment. But it's great. But imagine how I feel. I've got to read that shit every day. My mum's got to read that shit every day. It's fucking annoying. Um, and now I'll let it go. <laughs> and now I'll let it go. Um, all right, last few last few questions. Um, Sebum hadn't lost weight in two weeks and changed cows and cardio and still no drop. Why? Um, uh, maybe f holding fluid. Maybe body was not responsive. Metabolism wasn't responsive. Um, I don't think it mattered because he was shredded anyway. Uh, there's many many reasons. It's quite hard to know, but sometimes your metabolism becomes a little bit unresponsive. Favorite stack in the off season. What's my favorite stack, bro? Uh, test Primo. That's pretty much it. Love Test and Primo. <laughs> uh, any advice for achieving happiness in your life? Uh, wow, that's a fucking deep question, uh, and I'm extremely unqualified to answer that question. <laughs> um, I think. Um, I think my very uneducated un professional advice in professional whatever the word is is try and do something that you're interested in if you can reverse engineer a job with something that you're interested in you're going to be a lot happier than someone who goes out and tries to find a job that they're interested in in my opinion so i think gary v said this really well he said what did you want to be when you're when you're a kid what do you do what, what are your interests what are you into and yeah, all right. Some kids will just say, "I want to be a football player." All right, well, cool. Let's let's explore that. You know, are you good enough to be a football player? No, and you don't have the talent. All right, well, maybe you could be a physio. Maybe you could be a coach. Maybe you could do the offside. Maybe you could be a goalkeeper coach. Maybe you could be a goalkeeper. Like, there's so many avenues to explore in things that you're interested in, and there's also avenues that aren't there yet. There aren't haven't been invented yet, and you could bring them bring them to the surface. You know, we really are in the day and age where that anything that you are interested in, you can now have access to a million people who are also interested in it, even if it's a super niche. You want to go collect train stamps or you want to go collect uh, postage stamps? You want to go watch trains? Imagine how hard it was to find someone who was into looking at trains back in the day. Now there's forums of a million people, you know, so you can really, really find things, things that are going to pay you, things that are going to put food on your table and give you a fulfilled life um, that you're interested in, you know, versus the standard, right, you need to go get a job, okay, let's get any job we can find, and then, this is kind of how I lived, like, I was like, let's get any job I can find, okay, I don't want to do this, 
I did this job, I don't want to do that anymore. Okay, cool, let's find the next thing. Oh, I like the aspects of this job, so I'm going to see if I can find some aspects of that job and put it into something new. You do the new job, okay, there's some more aspects I don't like. Okay, cool. And it's like a slow process, and it's time that you've got to invest. And I would say that if I could do something different when I was younger, it would be to start thinking about reverse engineering what I was interested in. Uh, that's something different, like, than just saying things like, make sure you've got your family around you and people to talk, like, all that stuff's a given. But try and reverse engineer what you're interested in and, and try to find a job out of it. I think that would be the most fulfilling and quickest way to happiness. Because at the end of the day, we all need a job. We all need to put money on the table. You best well enjoy it. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave that on there to get today, guys. A little 35 minute. If you guys have got any questions or anything like that, just drop me a message. Tag the podcast. Rate the podcast. We appreciate you for stopping by. Peace and love, everybody. Bye-bye.